0: this way i think between the day we left and the day we got back i say like that's when everything changed
1: i'm spencer Crawwitz, and this is penn state's covering covid the coronavirus has impacted the world in a way like never before everyone has been touched by it one way or another in montgomery county pennsylvania Plymouth-White Marsh High School Colonials, home of the Conchahokan, White Marsh, and Plymouth Townships, has shut down in the midst of the pandemic. The Colonials baseball team is coming off its most remarkable season since the 90s, making history. Last year, they took home the district title and made a deep run in the state playoffs. As the 2020 season approached, the team set off for their yearly spring training trip in Vera Beach, Florida. The new season is now in jeopardy, and for seniors they may not have the chance to play high school baseball again. Today, head baseball coach and teacher at Plymouth White Marsh, Chris Monero joins me in discussing their unimaginable Florida trip and the possibility of playing games at all this year. After last season, how excited was everyone to get started?
0: Like last year for us was obviously um, you know, was a big year really historically for our program. It was something that you know, we've been building to for a while. You know, we sort of had a – definitely had a multi-year goal. Um, 2018, we had a good season, got back to the playoffs. But last year, you know, to win the first, like, outright conference title oh, – man, how long ago? It was like 20, 23 years or something. To win our first state playoff game in 25 years, uh, you know, to get to the quarterfinals of the state playoffs, like, it was just – it was a banner year, and we lost. And we lost a good piece of our nucleus, a lot of our talent, but we had, you know, some real key pieces coming back. And I think that, you know, guys ended last season hungry for more, and I think everybody felt like we have the uh, have the talent to to do that. So it was, you know, definitely a year of high expectations.
1: So, the season's approaching as coronavirus is becoming significant in the United States. What went into the decision to still make the trip to Florida?
0: I was in constant, you know, communication with our athletic director. And essentially, we kind of figured that as long as school was still open, that we would continue with the trip. So when we left, school was still open.
1: Okay, you get the green light to go. Now what happens? So, you know, when we got there, we everything was sort of normal.
0: Uh, airport was a little quieter than usual for sure, but not completely drastically different than most days. We flew into Orlando and had, we had about an hour it's about an hour and a half drive from Orlando to Vera Beach and it was it was basically on that hour and a half drive that all the news started breaking. So from the time we landed till the time we actually got to Dodgertown and Vera Beach school closed, Pennsylvania, the governor came out and like, you know, issued, you know, his, his school closures and, you know, Major League Baseball announced they were stopping, you know, all that stuff happened over the course of about that 90 minute drive. When we got there, we got handed our schedule. They were still in operation. There were a lot of teams there. Uh, we had our first practice and then it was after dinner that night that they called us and told us that they had to close the next day.
1: What was the communication process on your end to keep players' parents informed as well?
0: As I always am, in, in constant communication with the parents from the from the time we left. You know, even sending emails from the plane, just giving us just giving them the status update, you know, as to where we were, what time we were landing, all that stuff. And I think I had emailed them probably when we got there. You know, to let know we were all there. Really, I just finished dinner, and that's when I got the call from the guy who was, like, the director down there. So our players had all just left to go back to their rooms. We had... um think batting cage time in about an hour. So we told them to go unpack and relax or whatever. So, of course, when I got that news, I had to kind of get them all back out. And we all met outside again. And that's what I told them. And I said, let me, you know, give me a minute to email your parents so that I can send, you know, more like a kind of the
1: same message to everybody. So you have 26 players and three coaches with you. What are their reactions and how's the team feeling?
0: I think what happened at that point was... Our players were obviously upset about the trip ending, but I think they started to, you know, because you started to hear about colleges, like, canceling their seasons and everything, and I think that's when, particularly for our seniors, it started to, it started to sink in that, you know, this might just be the first blow that they would be dealt, you know, throughout the spring.
1: Was there any sense of fear? Was anyone scared to be in Florida at the time?
0: I mean, you know how how, uh, high school guys will put on a, a good face, so I... You know, I, I didn't sense a lot of fear out of them. I think that, you know, we really tried to, to focus on keeping those guys safe and making them feel safe and, you know, really giving them constant updates and their parents' constant updates. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know that any of them really outwardly showed a lot of fear, but, you know, definitely disappointment. Uh, I would say disappointment was, was kind of the common theme around, uh, around the team.
1: As the days go by, the possibility of you playing games this season seems unrealistic. What's your perception towards that?
0: Well, you know, we're we're holding out hope. the The PIAA has not made any official decisions yet, and they're really kind of taking like a kind of a measured wait and see approach. I think that you know, if we go back to school, there's there's a hope that we can try to salvage something. And I think it's like I think the idea of the plan here is to not forward too early with anything and, and kind of see how it plays out and, and you know we have a really like strong a good group of, of local high school coaches around here who I, who I think will make sure that we try to put something together for these guys especially for the seniors you know in the event that, that we don't get a season
1: I knew you weren't able to play any games down in Florida but were you able to do anything with the team at all we were supposed to have
0: two scrimmages one was actually a split squad scrimmage with North Penn. So, you know, half our guys playing half of their team and the other half playing the other half. And then we had a scrimmage against a, a private school from somewhere else. But the, uh, we did not get to do that. We, we had our, our first practice the day we got there. And then we were able to have our practice the next morning before we left. So we got essentially two practices in. We turned the second one into an inner squad. Um, you know, got to let the seniors have their own team. That was our last, that was really our last, unfortunately our last uh, team activity.
1: You know, it really is unfortunate for the season to end up like this, especially through all the hard work you put in the off season. Yeah, we work
0: hard. I mean, as you know, our our guys, we do a lot, you know, the full season. We do a very rigorous three day a week strength conditioning program. We do our indoor workouts starting in January. You know, we try to get out on nice days, get out in the field. You know, in addition to all that stuff, a lot of guys are doing things on their own. Some of our multi-sport guys are trying to balance you know both things and so there's a lot of work that, and that's just on the field work I mean that's not even accounting for you know the organizational work you know particularly that I'm doing behind the scenes you know our, with our some of our parents and our fundraising efforts like there's so much that, that goes into preparing for the season you're doing you're doing you're doing everything for about six months to prepare for those three months
1: Specifically for the seniors, is there any talks with the athletic director or the PIWA about possible eligibility for next season? And how does that impact players trying to find a spot on a college roster?
0: Uh, you know, the, it's, it's going on. Obviously, everything kind of goes from top to bottom. And it's interesting because the NCAA you know, just, I think, this week officially declared that everybody would have the year of eligibility back. So they're going to be in a little bit of an interesting situation because they have, you know, they'll have guys who potentially were seniors be able to come back next year if they decide to, which is going to be tough for all the recruitments that you know all the recruits that they had coming in this year. So you know, a lot of these college teams are going to be faced with sort of an interesting predicament in terms of scholarship money, roster availability. I I'm going to guess that most of those college players will probably end up. Graduating and leaving to get on with their with their lives, but there will definitely be a handful that, that want to come back for that extra year. It so it of hurts high school players, I think, in that respect because maybe guys who are seniors right now who are planning to go and play in college next year, they might find fewer available positions. But in terms of high school, you know, I, you know, our guys will graduate. You know, I guess, I guess, technically, by the letter of the law, like if there's a high school senior who for some reason needs to repeat you know 12th grade Mm -hmm. or even somebody anywhere in high school who needs to repeat a grade uh, you could probably make the argument that this year would not count because we haven't played any games so i'll be interested to see you know kind of how that gets handled but there will probably just be a, a small number of cases i think that would be impacted by that
1: in many ways this is an incomprehensible time for many players so what's the message you're relaying to your team currently
0: we keep telling our players that you know, everybody's going through the same thing. So it's very upsetting, but, you know, we all have to find ways to make the best out of it. You know, I'm constantly sending, you know, emails to the players and the parents, um, you know, communicating with guys individually here or there. We did a, a team Zoom meeting last week where I would continue to do some of those by grade level, you know, just to get some smaller groups of guys together. It's, we're getting to the point like the first couple of weeks a lot of things were just unsure, you know, when are we going to see each other next, like is this going to end soon, or whatever. But I think now everyone knows that they're in it for the long haul. So it's just a matter of, you know, a lot of those guys just doing things on their own to stay in shape. You know, just us sharing whatever information we get and doing things to keep their spirits up.
1: The resilience of Plymouth White Marsh's baseball team is one that should be echoed throughout society. Their story is just one of thousands impacted by COVID-19. We wish them the best of luck moving forward as the pandemic ensues. With the Olympics postponed to July 2021, thousands of athletes put their gold medal dreams on hold. We'll hear from one of them next time on Penn State's Covering COVID.